Hello, welcome to Circuit and Gear, a podcast where we discuss scenic automation and other interesting tech. I'm Gareth Connor, and I'm Mike Wade. Mike, it we are here on December something seventh. My calendar says after our holiday party. It was quite a holiday party. Quite a holiday party. We did it early this year just because of crazy schedules with all the Christmas shows and stuff going on. But uh, yeah, we're back in the uh, illustrious uh, costume shop podcast studio. Yeah. Slash, slash. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's we fantastic. made sure the air compressor was off tonight. Yeah, almost almost zero interruptions. <laughs> um, <laughs> approaching zero. Mm-hmm. Um, on this festive eve, uh, <laughs> we, I thought it would be fun to talk about our the most recent holiday, which was Thanksgiving. Um, Are you talking about turkey? Turkey, absolutely. Turkeys. Turkeys. Yes. (laughs) Somebody was a turkey. Um, So uh, a little bit before Thanksgiving, um, we got a, uh, an earnest phone call, I would say. I'd characterize it as earnest. I believe that was followed up with a couple text messages to me. From the back channel. Was that, did Nick call you too? <laughs> he texted me. Or texted me. you, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you and then Pete, I know, got involved in it on the uh, telephone pretty quick with James. Yeah. Uh, our good friends at All Access, who really are good friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're in a bit of a, pick, a pickle. Um, they had uh, installed a couple of moving LED screens at the Ellen studio in, in uh, California, the Warner Brothers lot. Um, beautiful LED screens and on chain beam yeah. track, pretty sweet triple E track, which is really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they, uh, Rose brand had actually ponied up with the, uh, control system, uh, for that, uh, Rose brand, you might know them as a curtain company, um, which they do great curtains. Um, but, uh, they had also done some automation controls that, um, didn't quite tick all the boxes as one might say. And, uh, they, everything got installed. Uh, all access had, uh, put everything in. Um, they were, all access was the, had the contract to do the job. They had subbed out some of the pieces, parts, they put everything in and they opened and closed the doors. Uh, so it's two led screens, fairly high weight. Um, got to open and close. Um, and they kind of opened and closed. Um, but then after that, the, the the reasonable people at the studio said, hey, so how do we stop them like, you know, three feet open rather than all the way open? And then uh, maybe six feet open. And then how, how do we know that they're going to open? <laughs> well, that that was also another question because <laughs> no, no, they were having a lot of faults on the drives and stuff. Um but there was no indication on the operator station about uh, whether or not there was a fault. So there was kind of a crazy game of guessing. So, well, so there was two problems. One was that they, there was no, no, no sensors in the system for precise positioning. It was just open and closed limit switches. Um, and so you, they couldn't do some sort of partial open. So like sometimes okay. they like to open them up a little bit and somebody walks through, they open up a little bit more and Ellen walks through, they open them up all the way and like some, a big, marching band yeah comes through or whatever (laughs) sometimes they open up half of the wall for Mm -hmm. like a game sometimes they open up the other half of the wall so there's a lot of two axes but a fair amount of flexibility Uh of course they spent a fair amount of money to get these uh 
these independently driven LED screens. Yeah. Um, and yet the control system was just open, close, and that was it. So <laughs> after they said, they saw them open, they saw them close, and they're like, okay, so how about three feet open? And they're like, uh, well, we have the two buttons you've seen open. <laughs> Let me show you close one more time. Maybe you'll like that. Yeah, this will be better. Yes. <laughs> Let me show you open again. <laughs> um, so there was some consternation there. And then as you mentioned, like there was a lot of consternation about the fact that they would sometimes hit open and things would not open or they did right. open and one door would open or. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there was no feedback on the panel because it was really just two buttons, just yeah. open, close open close. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get a call and said, Hey, any chance you guys could put together something a little more, uh, I don't know what, like robust, whatever. I mean, like, there's something with more visual and feedback, queueability. Yeah, more flexible, mm -hmm. a more flexible system. And any chance you could do that, like in the next, you know, four to five days, right? Yeah, yeah it's nothing. It's just four to five days. This was like the Monday of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess the I guess this all started the Friday. Before. I think it started the Friday before. Yeah. I think it started the Friday before. Yeah. Um, and so we got the green light late that Friday night. Um, and then the, the goal was obviously we wouldn't work on Thanksgiving. That'd be crazy. We would just travel on Thanksgiving so yeah. we could be there Friday morning to start, uh, ripping out the old stuff and putting the new stuff in. <laughs> and, uh, us being us, we're like, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. No problem. Yeah, it was like totally it, man. And as I'm holding my finger on my nose, I'm like, <laughs> not it, not it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, it, it happened to work out really sweet because we had, um, we don't always have all of these things in stock, but it just so happened that we happened to have everything on yeah. the shelf ready to go. So two, we had two apprentices, a showstopper base, a stage manager, a stage manager. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know, all the cable, all the things we needed, some racks some stuff. And so yeah. what did we, we prepped everything. We got everything packed up. It left here on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, the only thing we had to make was just some new brackets. Like, cause uh, the, we had to make um, the encoder. We had to add the encoder. We had an encoder into the system because so, there were no encoders. <laughs> did we did we did we did we pillage some some shelf stock? So we had one we had one <laughs> encoder sitting on the shelf and then we had one new spare encoder mm -hmm. decked out for revolvers that yeah. we were able to pillage off the yeah. shelf. Old old school. Oh yeah, revolver V one encoders, yeah. 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 So we ended up pillaging those two. So we had one on the shelf, one out of stock. Pillaged those two. We worked the weekend just designing up some new encoder brackets yeah. and then Monday morning machined up some new encoder brackets. Pretty Soviet, but they worked. They were very Soviet. They were I designed them, so you know they were Soviet. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Hey, wouldn't it be better if we did this like as a welded thing? Like, oh yeah, but how about wouldn't it be better if we were just done? <laughs> <laughs> I got a better idea. The truck's coming right now, so let's just get those things in a box. How about that instead, huh? All right, drill that <laughs> hole for me. Thanks, big guy. Uh huh. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, I designed them up, and they, <laughs> I, I had all of the specs from Chainbeam, at least on the profile of the Chainbeam. Yeah. Didn't have, I don't know. There, I, I, it's probably on me, but I still have a hard time like getting like honest to god DXFs out of the Triple E website for all of their products and uh -huh. trying to find exact dimensions of things like as i'm trying to line up the pitch of the sprocket to the to the chain beam i was having a little bit of struggle there so i thought i had it pretty well so i 
I drew, I designed everything to have exact mounting holes of where I thought, and then right next to all the exact mounting holes, put like giant slots. Like <laughs> this is where I think the bolt should go, and then there are some slots in case I really screwed that up yeah. and we don't have time to fix it on site. Um, yeah, and by not having time, you mean there was no time. There was no time. Yeah, there was no time. Um, yeah, so we then we boxed it all up. We put it on a pallet. Brian got it air freighted out to California. Yeah. It got dropped at all access on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. At like like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got the email notification. Your package has been delivered. I was like, oh, thank God, because it's like 7 p.m. here. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And then uh, Thursday, I flew out to California. Friday morning, I met uh, a great team of guys from all access. I mean, like super... Super folks from All Access. We had uh, a couple of Tims and Blake uh, from All Access. <laughs> a couple of Tims and Blake. Give me uh, 100% more Tim on yeah. this job. Yeah. I need more Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had Tim B, Tim C, and Blake from All Access out there with us. Um, and we rocked it out. Like yeah. in a in a day, we were... Ah. Um, oh. So in a day, we got it working. We were having a little bit of issue... With it running at high speed, it got really, um, really unstable. Yeah, ab- above, I want to say like above eighteen inches a second or something like that. The motors were capable of doing like forty-two, forty-four inches per second, but above about eighteen inches per second, there was so much sway in the truss um, that things and bounce in the truss that with that large weight rolling over it. Things got whacking un- unstable. And on day one, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally cool, though. No problem. And day, by day two. By day two, I'm like, I can't <laughs> imagine this is really going to be okay. Yeah. Like, somebody's going to have words about this. Yeah. Um, and uh, by that point, our the automation operator, uh, or the, I mean, she was she was the automation operator, but I think she's in charge of rigging in the studio was there. And she was like, yeah, I mean, this is okay, but if we could get it go faster, that'd be great. So we used my least loved parameter, but a parameter I know you love to use. Uh, we use some derivative gain. We added in a little, little dash, oh, little, little, a couple pinches of derivative gain I in there. I didn't know that. I know. Right I know. That's why I got it so excited. Like I was like, me, wait, a se- secret. wait a second. I'm like, wait, it's going to love this. There's derivative gain. So yeah, so usually we, derivative game means something's wrong. That is, I didn't, I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying there wasn't. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes, a thousand times yes. Uh-huh. It was because the the entire truss was moving an awful lot I, as these things rolled around. I don't doubt it. And they had one little pipe going off at an angle, braced to a wall, and the whole truss was just moving the wall. Like, like you could watch the wall move through, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You could just see this thing pushing that wall over. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, cause it's a lot of weight, right. And it's just like yeah. dead hung in a space with very little lateral guide, uh, guying off. So uh, yeah, it was, a. Uh, it was, um, how you say lively. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but I used derivative gain and then I could get that thing up to like 40. I don't think I went above 40, but I got to get to the danger zone. <laughs> no, I I went high enough that everyone was like, "That's that's that, that's fast uh, enough." Whoa, whoa, that's because it wasn't unstable or anything. It was uh-huh. fine. It was just like, "Holy crap, these are big walls moving very fast." I'm like, "Yeah, but they're you know whatever. They'll they're fine. Yeah. They're gonna slow down. Like they're on cue. You know, they're not they're not misbehaving." They're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Although I was so 
that was my first job working with Chainbeam. Honestly, uh-huh. uh, I I know which is sounds funny, but I haven't used it in anger before. I always thought it was a cool looking product, but I haven't really touched it. Yeah. I thought the Chainbeam was awesome. At high speed, it is freaking loud. Yeah, it is not a quiet. Well, uh, this device. is something we discussed like internally a couple yeah. like what three four months ago. We yeah. We're like, oh my god, we'd love to use the chain beam, but how loud is it? Somebody was it's like, loud. No, 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 no. It's totally cool. Yeah. Well, somebody whose name is Cody Green was like that. We use this all the time <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> on Broadway, and I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt that when you have uh, a little more space to the audience, but like in a TV studio, when the audience is like right there yeah. or in a smaller theater space, I'm like, oh boy, at wow. high speed, all you hear is change sawing through UHMW because yeah. all you have is change sawing, sawing through, through UHMW. UHMW. Why is it snowing? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Anyway, yeah. So that was cool. Um, That's really great. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that we got it all done. And you know, I, I think it's also Monday morning. I got a text from from Nick at All Access, and he was like, "Hey, so you guys like came in and we're we're just you just came in and owned the place." Yeah, like kind of a big deal here. In Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> we're a big little deal, baby. I know, I know. The left coast doesn't yeah. even know we're an island. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know you guys on the east coast even knew how to do these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i think we did it, it was it, it was like a softball pitch for us right like yeah. it was it was right in our wheelhouse like it was a couple of axes the mechanics were solid minus yeah. the fact that there was no lateral guying but like the generally speaking the chain beam and like the motor mounts and all that stuff were really solid we didn't touch that stuff at all we added a little bit of sensor onto it and then um we had a nice little rack that had a couple of stagehand apprentices and um showstopper base showstopper base and then the stage manager was pisser like that thing wicked pissa <laughs> wicked pissa cool <laughs> <laughs> that thing, and i i mean i like the stage manager don't get me wrong like i i've pitched in little bits and pieces here and there on that product but i i think in my soul i never really got the stage manager because uh-huh. I'm that guy who like designed a system around a Windows computer. Where I'm like, yeah, any computer is the console, man. Any you don't computer. need a console. Uh-huh. And the stage manager is definitely like uh, our first swing at this is what a console looks like. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but it's just a PC inside, you yeah, know. But it's our console with plugs on it. It is our console with plugs on it. And as I'm yeah. standing there backstage in this Go little ahead. tiny, try and find that conduit knockout. <laughs> <laughs> there is no conduit knockout. There will never be a conduit knockout. Just keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be plugs um, <laughs> <laughs> over my, you can pry those plugs out of my cold dead hands. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, but the stage manager was really excellent in this instance. And I, I kind of, I, I got the gospel during this installation because we were, so we dropped like two, there was one vertical pipe from Florida truss backstage we put in a second vertical pipe floor to truss. This is off stage in the wings. And then we we just hung the stage manager on these two yeah. vertical pipes. And it was fabulous. Like yeah. there was no messing around with like where do we put the computer? How do we do we need a table? Where's the mouse go? But but yeah. but and I was like, ah oh, I get it now. Yeah. Like I understand why this is a good thing to have in the arsenal because it was super sweet to just hang it up, turn it on, and mm-hmm. everything is ready to go. Like yeah. yes, nobody 
nobody was surprised or concerned that all that was all that basically is is a PC in a box with a bunch of buttons and a keyboard. But what they want is a PC in a box with a bunch of buttons and a keyboard that they can easily set up. Yeah, and is ready to go. And it, no, it was I, great. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's the third, fourth, third, fourth one, third one. And I think it's at least the fourth, but I I could be wrong. I could uh, be wrong. I could be wrong too. Yeah, I lost count. Yeah. Not there's not a ton of them. I mean, yeah. r- regardless, we're still talking single single hand counting yeah. of the number of stage managers out there. But it's been it's been pretty awesome. I mean, my experience with it in my experience with it in Texas was pretty fantastic. Ready yeah. to go. Yep. Like, there it is on the wall. Not a big deal. Make it all happen. And did you touch it at in Connecticut too? I did. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and it worked well there too. I mean, it was, you know, it was a great it was a great setup and a great yeah. piece to make it the thing that could yeah. go and that it was not permanently stuck in the position that it was it right. was because it's in. got plugs on it. Plugs. plugs. And keyhole slots to hang it. Yeah, you just hang it anywhere. Just <laughs> drop it on there like a picture frame. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, so, ah, wow, stage left. We have all these things this time. We can't have the stage in you know, we can't have the stage manager over on this side. Yeah, like oh, move it stage. Right. Sure, it's no problem. And let me just lift it off these four yeah. holes for you. We could even put it in the trap. Sure. Yeah. Maybe you'd like to carry it on your lap for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. It's quite heavy. Yeah. And there's some sharp edges. Yeah. Be Straps. careful. Yeah. <laughs> I got it on my backpack. backpack. It's like a nine. It's like a World War One radio. Smithers, man. bring me the stage manager. <laughs> <laughs> Coming, sir, sir, we found it. It was in your glove compartment. Um. And then uh, I had the last note on here about Thanksgiving travel. The only note I had about Thanksgiving travel was that for the first time ever, I showed up and it was late. Well, it was late Eastern time. It was like eight o'clock West Coast time. It wasn't that late. But I showed up and the Hertz parking lot had zero cars. And I'm like, hey, so I'm supposed to be like in the gold canopy and I don't really care, but I don't think any canopy seems to have cars. What's the <laughs> what's plan B here for the no car scenario? <laughs> you take the L.A. subway? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys could do with some public transit. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> but no, they were like, well, would you take a pickup truck? I'm like, sure. I mean, I just came out of one on the other end of this flight. So, yes, of course. And they're like, all right, we'll bring up a pickup truck for you. Yeah, you got so, four wheels and a, and a... Have a seat and a yeah. wheel thing. I'm good. good. I just want to get there. And I got to spend uh, Thanksgiving dinner with uh, Pete Veal, our... Um, uh, director of sales and business man, business development uh, out on the West Coast, and I got to spend uh, Thanksgiving with him and his family. They were really very gracious to let me into their house at that late of an hour. But uh, it was awesome to finally get to. It's funny, like I've worked with Pete now for three years, and, um, <laughs> and this is the first time like meeting his family and stuff. But as a remote based company, we don't uh, we don't often see each other face to face, so it was kind of funny to. To have waited that long, but nonetheless, it was great to do it. So. Yeah, I so I was like, he was like, yeah, Gareth came by on Thanksgiving. You know, he met met he met the whole family. Like a silence after that. It's like, oh, how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it was fine. It was fine. Well, do you have turkey? No, no, we don't eat turkey. <laughs> oh, all right, great. So, anything else? He's like, no, it was cool. <laughs> I, I leave a big impression on people it's true yeah. um 
Yeah, have you met Pete's family? No. No, yeah. No, no I have not. Right? Yeah. That was very nice. It was lovely. It was very nice of them. So, yeah. good to see Pete. Good to see the whole family. And then I stayed out there for a couple of days um, to make sure that everything went well. I was just around in town. And then uh, Pete and I got to have like a... a a little bit of a catch-up meeting on the Monday following. And actually, Cody, just out of, uh, because of the holidays, had traveled out to L.A. as well. And so he caught up with us, too. So we were, like, Creative Connors West Coast was in uh, full effect. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, next thing we have on here, Mike, is uh, chain motors. Chain motors, you say? Huh. What's up with chain motors? What? Yeah. I mean, some of you may may know that we have some high-speed some high speed CM chain hoists. High speed, what does that mean? Uh, that is totally not 32 feet per minute, but 100 feet per minute. That is like three times more. Uh, maybe. Uh, like, Let me get my calculator. <laughs> uh, for those at home, that's 20 inches per second. Um, it is, uh, they are fast. Nice. They are fast moving, half ton hoists, and uh, spike mark control. Spike mark controls. They got like encoders in them and stuff. Uh the hell you say <laughs> uh yeah two encoders two brakes two things two stuff like all the double bits. double 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 um yeah and uh and stage hands to go with them and we are you know ready to go with making these things move in rental in rental ready to roll how many is that 20 what 20 i thought it was 16 it's not it's 20 i tell you <laughs> So then we got twenty. Uh, we now have twenty chain motors in rental. So uh-huh. it's still a small but capable inventory. So if you got a, a little project that could really yeah. benefit from a bunch of chain motors, and with Spike Mark's grouping feature now, yeah. it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so you can have your chain motor rig plus your deck rig plus your turntable plus your elevators, all this stuff on yeah. Spike Mark and rentals, baby. They are ready to rent yeah. today. Go so on hot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are actually a little bit stacking up, so if you uh, if you need to um, do some chain motor rentals, uh, give us a call. Yeah, rent them, rent them, rent them. Yeah. Um, and then I had a little note here about uh, um, I got a new iPad, the iPad Pro, which I think I might have mentioned. I don't, I don't. I, I think I, I what are you mentioned. talking about, Gareth? <laughs> It's what we're recording on this podcast on, in fact. Um, but I totally dig the new iPad Pro. I dug the old iPad Pro as well, but the new one is pretty sweet. Um, things that I think are super awesome about it is Face ID. So, like, I use um, Windows. I use Windows Hello on my Surface laptop, and I love face recognition sign-in, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, a thing that I have not seen happen on um, my Windows laptop, and you can correct me because you are a Surface user too, is that like I can log into websites and stuff using my face on the iPad. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. I'm still back here pedestrian with, you know, my LastPass. Right. And I can log into LastPass on my iPad with my face. (laughs) (laughs) Let me fix that face for you. (laughs) Many have tried. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is just like super convenient. So I think yeah. it's a really cool technology and it works very, very well. Yeah. Um, it works. I think, I think windows hello is equally works mostly as well as face ID on login. I just, I love the, the breadth of yeah. where face ID is being used in iOS. I think it's pretty cool. 
Um, the new pen is fantastic. I like the old pen and it didn't really bother me how dorky it was that you sometimes have to charge it by sticking it into the bottom and making it into an alien antenna on your uh, iPad. Cause I almost never did that. I always charged my pen separately anyway. Um, but the new inductive charging on, so you can, the new pen, it magnetizes to the side of the iPad. Just like a surface. Just app. like a surface. <laughs> Yes, which I think is fantastic. And I, uh, I am all for companies copying each other like that when yeah. um but then it charges the pencil uh, yeah. on the iPad. And also has uh, a flat side now so it won't roll away. Much like the surface <laughs> pencil or pen. Yeah. It does yeah. have a flat side so it won't roll away. So like they the only thing that I still wish they would copy unabashedly from Microsoft about the surface pencil or surface pen is that the pencil the has no it has no eraser. Oh my God! How do you work? Uh, it's obnoxious, but it, uh, and I've heard talk about this like it's a feature. I don't agree. They, you can hold the pen like this and double tap on it, uh-huh. and that activates the alternate tool, which is up to the application to decide what is the alternate tool. So you can switch between two tools. So usually oh, in drawing okay. applications, it's the the erasal, eraser and whatever else you were using. So, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but not, yeah, it's all right, but it's not as cool as just like flipping your <laughs> pen over and just erasing. Cause that's a, an action that is way more intuitive. Yeah. Right. And I mean, actually like holding, gripping the pencil and then double tapping it is not ergonomic at all. Like trying to re- both trying to remember it and then trying to like do it while gripping the pencil like tap yeah. a pencil twice. Yeah. I don't find to be particularly useful. Yeah. I've always found the button on the surface pen to be like, there's the button, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really use it. You don't I use just, it. Right. Yeah, like even that's a little awkward, but like try like a gesture on your pen, like the, the other end, <laughs> like just having an eraser on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. The, the surface pen, I still think is superior in that regard. Yeah. Um, the wireless charging is pretty cool. But the wireless charging and, cool. On the flip side, I would say that the Surface Pen, I my Surface Pen t- gets about a year out of a battery. So uh, yeah, I mean, I had I had this thing running for over a year before I was like before it stopped running, and I was like, uh, right, what uh, what happened to my pen? Yeah, my pen, it's no working. Oh, I probably have to replace the battery. Like changing a battery once a year doesn't seem like that isn't that onerous to me. No, um, no, you just have to buy the like eight pack of the. Quadruple A. <laughs> quadruple A, yeah. But but I don't that doesn't bug me so much. No. I, I think the Surface Pen still wins out in my book over the Apple Pencil, but um but I'm happy to see that they've made some admission that that it needed to be improved and yeah. made some improvements. And I'm yeah. happy for them to copy the good things about the Surface Pen. Yeah. Um so that's I think is good. The new keyboard case on it I think is much better than the old keyboard case. It's less of an origami mess. Yeah. Um, it is pretty sweet looking. It is pretty sweet. And again, I would say that the keyboard itself is not as nice as the Surface keyboard, but it's passable. I It's a smaller footprint. It'll fit on an airplane tray. Yeah, it's a smaller footprint mm-hmm. exactly. So, I think it's, you know, it makes this trade-off between er- like ergonomics and convenience, yeah. and I think I think that's okay uh, for what it is, you know, cuz it's primarily a tablet first and then you kind of put in this quasi laptop <laughs> mode uh, with the, the the keyboard, but the keyboard's useful enough. Yeah. Um uh, it's got a bigger screen than the old. I had the old iPad Pro 9.7 inch. This is the 11 inch. They have the giant lunch tray version at the 13 inch or 12.9 inch. That's 
the eleven inch, the, the thirteen, <laughs> the twelve point nine is still, I think, too big. Yeah. Um, but the eleven inch is kind of perfect for me. Yeah, it's a good size. Like, it's a nice, yeah, a nice fit, nice. Yeah. Easy to carry, usable, clean. Because what I use the hell out of it for is I just take all of my notes on my iPad now. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I used to be a big note taker in notebooks or on legal pads, and I just do all of that on my iPad. Yeah. Um, I use a program called Notability. And uh, I just use that for all of my all of my note taking, and I use that for handwriting notes. I also dump PDFs into Notability and mark them mark up them in up. there. Mm-hmm. You can insert pages in between pages in a PDF in Notability. Um, I use it a lot for sketching, and we'll talk about sketching in a second. But I use it a lot for that too. Um, so anyway, I that all that to say, like my primary use is with the pen. And so having a slightly smaller one, because with the pen carrying it around, I use it like a legal pad. And so having a slightly smaller one is good for me. Um, and then another big improvement, I think, is that it now uses USB-C, uh-huh. um, which is pretty handy. Um, so instead of the Lightning, the Apple proprietary Lightning port, they now have the standard USB-C port. So I have like a USB dong- USB-C dongle attached to it right now that's got... Uh, three USB-A ports, HDMI, and Ethernet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And like that was, I don't know, less than 30 bucks off of yeah. Amazon, you know? <laughs> like Not, $25. Yeah, exactly. like, Oh, you want to do that? It's $25. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's not made by Apple. It's it's an Anchor yeah. product, yeah. and um, so it's not exorbitantly expensive, and it just plugs in and works because it's standard-based. Yeah, it's so very cool. It's I think it's very cool, and yeah. I've hooked it up to external monitors and stuff. It's pretty sweet. I love the having the wired Ethernet. Tickles my fancy for, like, someday controlling, you know, physical machinery off of it. Seems like it would be cool because that's where my head always goes. I'm like, huh, can I, how can I hook this up to a motor? <laughs> There's got to be an app for that. <laughs> there should be an app for that. Um, yeah. So, and then lastly, I thought it'd be fun to like talk about sketch tools because you and I both do a fair amount of concept sketching um, yeah. in our day to day existence because we do a lot of high level conceptual thinking and then hand it off to people to do a lot of intricate implementation detail but there's a lot of yeah initial like how might we approach a project um right turn my turn this terrible napkin sketch into into something yeah but you got to have that concept first right like we don't know which way we're heading it's very hard to develop the details yeah um and well so yeah my current well uh previous to this i was using i had still am sort of using rocketbook the rocketbook notebooks oh yeah 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 so and so, what are the Rocketbook notebooks? So you can there's there are a couple of kinds. There's ones that you can microwave and reuse. So it's so a physical paper it's a notebook. Physical paper notebook, and um, the reusing ones you have to use special pens, the Frixion um, erasable ink. Okay, and it just uses heat essentially to erase. Um, but then you can draw on the page and scan it with your phone, and it goes into goes into the app, and uh, from there you can send it as a PDF to any service essentially you can email yourself you can add google drive dropbox OneNote, all that stuff um and those are pretty cool like i still really dig using that as a as a methodology to capture my old my any note yeah and then share it yeah um and you know i mean much like you i was just 
not last week, looking at my bookshelf of old <laughs> right. notepads and moleskins. Yeah. Moleskins, you know, right. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, like this is like, I kept these for a really good reason at the time, but the yeah. fuck am I doing with them now? <laughs> right. Um, you know, just like opening up wounds of tech rehearsals from years past. <laughs> uh, um, but so I have been using that, but recently we've been talking about you know, with you yeah. and the iPads and uh, like, you know, and everybody in the office, actually. I mean, it seems right. Like with notability, that was a big deal for. Yes. For the um, iOS crowd. For yeah. the iOS crowd. And so we started talking about what other options are out there yep. that are, whether they're cross-platform or not. Yeah. Because I think that one of notability's big weaknesses is that the drawing tools are just, I mean, it is, it's strength and weaknesses. It's just like drawing on paper. Like uh -huh. it is exactly like drawing on paper. You cannot, there is no drawing tool. You just have a pen or a marker and highlighter and that's it. So my sticking point is like, I am crap at drawing circles. My circles always look like <laughs> either eggs or diamonds. I mean, they're just, they're not good circles. And so I'm like, I just want a circle template. And I actually experimented with literally taking an old drafting circle template and draw like the pocket pal, uh -huh. you know, template. Yeah. I'm like, I could just carry that again. It doesn't, I, I'm old enough that that was an acceptable <laughs> technique. It does not, I have no shame in that, yeah, but yeah. it, does not work very well on the touchscreen, you know, like it's, there's too many false triggers yeah. uh, when you're holding the template in place. So, so trying to find some sketching tool that could be, you know, notability is still great for notes and for marking mm -hmm. up PDFs, but like a way to, that's not CAD, that's freer than CAD, but has some amount of drawing guidance and has ideally some way to like do rudimentary scaling so that you can say like, you can't draw something completely out of whack. Like if you've got 30 by 20 inches to fit something in, like make sure I'm really gonna, I'm yeah. not drawing something impossible. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That having that grid space. Right. Yeah. And so what are the things that you, cause you're on the surface, obviously I am on the surface. I'm uh, using my eraser right now. There you go. <laughs> Showing off. Well, let me double tap awkwardly on this cil cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, so notability isn't there, but then you had mentioned the concepts you've got, you were using concepts. I'm trying out the, the, yeah, it's the, the application is called concepts and, it, yeah. and, and on the, on iOS, it's, it's phenomenally powerful. I think like it's yeah. got a, a, a crazy amount of capability and, and it looks like they've been focusing. So it, like looking back at their release log, yeah. they focused on two, they focused on iOS and the windows applications together and then seemingly pointed all of their resources to the iOS app Yep, and updated that one pretty recently. And the windows application is still like, it says all of these other features are coming, Yeah, but right now it's a little limited for that pathway. Like, yeah. And the big features I think there are that it has, um, what I like is it has guides and dimensions yeah. and snaps so that you can, you can take a, they have like circle, square, or circle, rectangle, lines, um, arcs as guides. And they they look a lot like the ye old drawing templates. And you can physically either drag them out to the right size or you can double tap on them and set the size. So you can say, this faceplate is three inches by six inches. Okay, and it gives you a guidance template. And then you can drag that template around, take the, the pen tool, and then draw a vector 
um, around that template. And then you can switch to a circle tool and say, okay, quarter inch holes in there. So set it to quarter inch, drag that circle around and then draw circles at wherever you want the circle template. And, um, those are, that's a pretty killer feature for me. And then it, it also has layers so you can layer the drawing up. It yeah. has, um, object libraries like symbols and or blocks and AutoCAD or that symbols is really and cool. Yeah. And that is something that is, that I had not found on the window side. Yeah. And that is awesome. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Cause I yeah. have a lot of like generic winch drawings <laughs> in my life. Right. Cause you're like, generic. what do you mean? <laughs> Here lies winch. There lies control. Cable connect between two. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so I I found I'm still trying it out. I'm I'm definitely a newbie with it, but it seems powerful to me. But you were saying that a lot of those higher end features that I'm calling like the big advantages of concepts just aren't there on the Windows side, right? No, not yet. And yeah. um, and I mean they claim that they're coming. Right. It claims that they're developing. So I hope that that's true because it does seem to be uh, an extraordinarily powerful tool. And I think if they get to that, you know, shapes and yep. and having the ability to draw something and not look like my four-year-old did it yep. would be... That'd be sweet. Yeah, it would be helpful. Um, so what else have you played around with on the Windows side? Because uh, I think some of these are available on iOS too that are on the, your list here. Like oh yeah, whiteboard, Microsoft whiteboard, bamboo paper is both there. So yep. the Microsoft whiteboard seems to be really sweet. It's kind of like you know a limitless whiteboard space. Yep, and you can collaborate with other people. You can you have to have a Microsoft account like yep. Hotmail or something like that, right? Um, but you can collaborate in real time. You can co- collaborate afterwards. It does. That uh, seems very cool for collaboration stuff. Remote, super. Yeah. Yeah, we should yeah. try that out for some of our like remote design meetings and stuff. It seems like it might be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that has this really cool like you know uh, ink to shape. Yeah, like feature or yeah shape recognition. Shape or recognition. Yeah, right. yeah, so you can you know like get close to a circle and it'll draw it. It'll turn it into one triangle square. I tried drawing a helical drum and it didn't recognize it. What? That's weird. Yeah, no. that is oh. bullshit. Yeah, it's probably a bug. Obviously. <laughs> Clearly, they, I'm sure they're working on it. Uh huh. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bamboo Paper was another one that went across platform um, that was pretty cool, like as a notepad sketch tool. And ba- so I thought Bamboo Paper was pretty much pixel based, not vector based. Is that. Yeah, True. it doesn't do the it doesn't do scaling stuff. Right. It doesn't do like your whole stroke is an object. Like you can't. No. You select like pixel. You lay them down as pixels, not as vector lines yes that right. is true and i'm not as much of a fan of that yeah yeah that is true i mean it, it runs into some of that challenges but it does also actually like as a tool as just like a sketch and a draw tool it's got some pretty okay pretty powerful rudimentary you know markers highlighters that sort of thing okay um which is you know some neat stuff um and i mean we can't forget one note yeah. Because you can actually draw on OneNote if you've got a pen, and that seems to be like collaboration stuff. I mean, it's pretty, that is pretty rough, but as a sketch tool, it's yeah. not too terrible. Um, I think the most promising one for me right now is this one called Scribble. Um, and that's S C R B L E. Yeah. And, um, and that one is, I think it's just the Windows one, but that's pretty powerful drawing and you know, all, all manner of tools. Yeah. Um, nothing back into like the scale though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can have some graph. You can paper. have graph paper yeah. behind it. Yeah. Um, 
And then Sketchbook, which From is Autodesk. Autodesk. Yeah. yeah. And I had looked at that one before, um, but it was it was too much money. Yep. <laughs> and too much of a drawing, too much of an art program. Yeah. Um, and now it is included. Right. Our, in our Autodesk mm-hmm. library. Yeah. Yep. And um and so that made it much more palatable to go back to because we're already, you know, we already pay for it, it. might as yeah. well use it. Yeah, yeah. Um what with Fusion and Autodesk AutoCAD, and AutoCAD LT yeah. and stuff. <clears throat> um and then the final one that I actually started with was Drawboard PDF. And that is a PDF editing annotation. You can do scales, you can do measurements in there, you can do all this stuff. You know, it's funny as you mentioned that and I looked it up in Windows Store and it was like, You own this app. Well, good work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. Because when I bought the first Surface, um, I'm a long time. Well, I just love gadgets. I don't yeah. really care who makes them. But I, I've long admired the Surface products. I bought the first Surface RT. I was the Bold. third and final person, I think, to buy that product. <laughs> I um, think there were four. <laughs> <laughs> I actually still like pour a little out for the surface rt uh, i i still think that was actually a really good product but the um it was arm based it had no fan it had incredible battery life yeah. like it ran cool it just you know with no developer support it didn't go very far but drawboard pdf was an app from the windows store that uh-huh. i could install in it and i used it um at that point and i i have I, it inspired me to go back and take another look at it so I mean, it's good for, you know, annotating PDFs. PDFs. Yeah. Yeah. And like compiling PDFs and you can do multiple pages. You can yeah. add pages. You can take notes. You can do stuff. You can, you know, all the cool things that you need to. A thing I forgot to mention about Notability, which I think is one of Notability's killer features, is that after you have marked up or drawn or whatever, whatever your note is, when you back out of it, like, so you enter your note and you can have as many pages in that note as you want. When you click the left arrow to go back to the directory of all of your notes, your notes are organized by tabs. Um, It makes a PDF copy of your note and shoots, backs that up into whatever you want. I have it set to Google Drive. So all of my notes are stored. They're not editable, right? I mean, they're editable as much as any PDF is editable, but they're... um, but I can go into Google Drive and select the most recent note, which is an easy thing to find in Google Drive, right? Like mm-hmm. the most, my most recent document and like share that with anybody as a PDF, which is pretty sweet. That's a pretty good feature. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the awesome pieces about the Rocketbook thing. As soon as right. you take a picture of it, right. it uploads it. Yeah, and it's just you. Share. You you have yeah. a copy of it, even mm-hmm. though it's yeah, even though you're not going to edit it or whatever. At least you have you have saved a, it. Saved it. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a that's a great feature yeah. of both of those products. I, I love that. When I first started using, it, I'm like, well, that kind of sucks that it's not editable. Blah, blah, blah. But I found that like actually, I don't edit my notes a ton. Like I take them, I, write them down, and then yes. look at them again to be like, oh yeah, yeah. we talk about that day, right? Or I like sketch something out to go share it with somebody, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go back and like fine tune that sketch. Like no, I'll, I'll do another one or anyway. yeah, but like oh that one, but that one sucks now. It's dead to me. It's dead to me. I'll draw next through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. So. Um, anyway, if anyone else listening to this has, yeah. has a workflow that you really like, I mean, I, I have to imagine there's a lot of us out there that are trying to like sketch ideas down loosely before you work them up in CAD. I'd yeah. 
be very curious to hear how what you use if there's apps that you are using and getting a lot of uh a lot of mileage out of yeah. please let us know because uh what we've mentioned is pretty much what we know about and use. So yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and if, if you, if somebody's sitting there listening, like, dude, this thing, this next thing is awesome. Yeah. Um, please tell, tell us. us. Yeah. Tell us. We're not proud. We're not proud. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Least proud guys you'll ever yeah. meet. Yeah. Um, so Oof. yeah, sweet. Uh, next thing on the list is, uh, <laughs> stage yeah. hand parameters. I don't Holy. think Mike, there's not much to say here. Is nah, there? Next topic. Zero things to talk about. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Um, have you spent much time on this? I can't even begin to explain how many hours I have lost and how much frustration has added. Mike to was a young like man yeah. Yeah. before he started stagehand parameters. I was like, why can't anybody just tell me where the stagehand parameters are? And I got like, well, there are 18 people in the shop, right? And you got 22 responses. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All pointing to different fucking files. Um, and when we say stagehand parameters, what are we talking about? Uh, so we're talking specifically about the VFD parameters. So it's only, it's not any of the stagehand <laughs> servo stuff. Or uh, stagehand minis, but stagehand stage minis, ACs. But the stagehand uh, stage AC, a stagehand of any generation. So, yeah, stagehand classic, stagehand apprentice, stagehand uh, pro. And don't forget the Durapulse. I will. <laughs> I would like to, too, except then somebody calls me about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, the Stagehand AC, or Stagehand Classic, the Stagehand Pro, the new Stagehand Pro. What we're calling the Pro 3. Stagehand Apprentice. Yep. Um, and so, you know, all of those, like there are thousands, well, the 800s, oh, a have like right a little over a thousand parameters yep. that we can choose from. Uh, and the Apprentices, the D700s have... Uh, like 600 or something total that we can change. Yeah, we don't change anywhere near that many. But Shut up. According to our internal documentation, we may. <laughs> Each one of us changes 20 parameters. There are 20 employees, so there's only 400 parameters that we change. A couple people are doing it twice, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we started this. So whole there's a so just to back up a second. So to lay out the ground rules, right? We our stagehand card has to communicate, and our input sensors have to communicate with the drive at some level. And the way that that happens is that uh, we we output <laughs> a speed signal and a an enable signal, and those take different forms depending on which product we're talking about, and depending they, on which sheet we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking about the idea. The idea, the concept. In my academic ivory oh. tower, <laughs> there was one parameter set to rule them all. Uh huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Now there is. <laughs> well, I have a different one. But... <laughs> Where are you storing that one? <laughs> my, oh, my desktop. desktop. <laughs> <laughs> this is one I use. It's on my desktop. It's in my downloads yeah. folder. Um, those, uh, there's a certain, so you have to set the parameters in the drive to be compatible with the input, uh, to the, the from signal. the station card. Yeah. 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 And <clears throat> yeah. And then other, as for anybody who has had to do this before, then we've got communication questions. If we're, you know, uh, parameters having to do with the RS 45 communication yep. on the newer machines. And then parameters that are set specifically for the type of motor you're using yeah. and the feedback sensor on the motor if you're using yes. a closed loop vector drive, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. many encoder counts? Right. So there are actually it gets to be quite a matrix, right? Of like what is the uh -huh. speed signal, what's the enable signal, what is the motor that you're hooked up to, what is the feedback device, ba da ba da ba da. 
But it's, <laughs> it seems to be a tractable problem uh-huh. right up until you ask four people in the shop. Yeah. So I think I, where this, where I saw your head pop off was <laughs> when <laughs> there was a tech support call that came in. Rada took it. Uh-huh. And it was, hey, this thing's not behaving. And Rada said, okay, okay, no problem. Let's factory wipe it. And I'm going to tell you to set in the parameters that should be set in. We reset them all. The thing still didn't work. And then somebody from the production floor said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to set the other parameters. Uh-huh. And you're like, what fucking <laughs> other parameters? I'm pretty I am- sure that was a direct quote. <laughs> Like, I am looking at the sheet that says Stagehand Pro A800 Mitsubishi parameter set. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, but we have a slideshow we use for production. It has all the other parameters that we need. No, the slideshow was actually the uh, Apprentice. Oh, Apprentice. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, uh, yeah, but then the A800s, there was actually a secondary set that that hadn't been captured. Two thumbs pointing right at myself in the actual full parameter list. Well, it might. It was captured in one full parameter list, <laughs> just not the one that anybody was using. <laughs> it, was, it was safely yeah. ensconced in a. It was hidden. A cocoon of yeah. Google Drive. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so you know, so there was like, w- what the fuck is going on, and like, why is this happening? And this set off like a multi-day, maybe multi-week investigations to like. Where the fuck are all of the parameter files and, kept? And who is using what? And who is using what? <laughs> exactly. Because our, is our support team using the same set of parameters as everybody on the production team? I'll is, give you a. I'll give you a guess. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> as we found out, embarrassingly, we're like, "What do you mean it doesn't work?" I no. Those are totally the. Parameters. I ha- I am looking at the parameter set that got set in the factory. Uh, sir, wait a second. Actually, uh, uh I, I have gotta... a parameter in my pocket on this yeah. post-it note that I always like to set. It's my favorite parameter. Parameter eight oh two. You. I said it to my mother's birthday. Yeah. And it right. <laughs> it makes the hum go away. Yeah. And. Why is that one? Why can't you communicate there? Oh, I think because we missed those two parameters right there. And where the fuck are those? Uh, those were in the slideshow. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So there was a big, there was like a come to Jesus. We had a nearly two hour long meeting. I don't think anybody came to Jesus at that point, except for my fucking blood blood pressure at that moment i was like i can't how am i still talking about these fucking things and why has like why have two people been like yeah those aren't the right parameters did you not find another moment to tell me that like i'm glad you're telling me now but you know when would have been good before he published the fucking manual (laughs) so yep yeah i know the answer to this so i'm just gonna ask it anyway were you ever gonna tell me not uh, I would prefer to not yeah. speak about this. Like, <laughs> and I'm doing this remotely. So I feel like what happened is my head was giant. It on was giant. Yeah, because you and I was just like getting angrier and angrier yeah. and angrier. It was not really that less tense in the in the space. No, it, it was all just it. like what are you talking because there was yeah. a lot of like a lot of defensiveness about like, no, I uh, of course this is where the parameters are and like it 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 it's of course in your head. Yeah. Nobody well, else knows. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we, it, it well, ex- then each one of us. Yeah. 
I mean, it was like there were like eight of us, and I think we had seven different locations. Yeah, and yeah. and some of them were the same, but there were differences. <laughs> but I mean, some of them were the same. Like the data the was the same, but just but ready to diverge at any second. Uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, any moment. Yeah, we're like, oh yeah, well, yeah. look that. It yeah, was, it was yeah. a it was a humbling moment. And, like, what is our process? Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, like, we have made fun of Rada before, but then he sent me a <laughs> he sent me a document one day, like a week ago, and I was like, where the fuck did you hide this? And he was like, oh, I made my own little thing over here, and I split it up like this. <laughs> it's what I like to call hidey holes. Everybody's got a little hidey hole. There's a little cubby, a little cubby that I like to set up where I keep all my files. Uh-huh. Nobody else can see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and and this is all a little inside baseball, but it's like we try so hard to share information across the team and like to find this uh-huh. gross exposure of like, oh, that has not worked. We are we are uh-huh. all keeping separate data sets and yeah. it is impacting our customers and it yeah. was uh an embarrassment I, yeah i mean it was really and it was frustrating i yeah. mean i think it all started because rada and i uh rada and i were like we foolishly as we learn now um just took our vfd configuration files yeah. so like we have some fancy software from the for mishibiji and we can mind wipe each of the vfds and set yep. the parameters from the pc instead of going through all the uh the set and jog wheels and all that business and um and so we took those and turned them into a spreadsheet and then that was the thing i distributed i was like hey so here are the parameters and then essentially everybody told me i was wrong and yeah. i was like well these are the configuration files to then find out they were like oh yeah we don't actually we use those, those. In the years yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. uh, "What? So what? What the hell are we so, using? Uh, so we're using the force? Yeah, that, is that what we're using, or yeah. is it something else? Um, yeah. Yes, uh, but um, the <laughs> taking taking a taking a step away from the ledge. Um, we have actually now untangled all of those, and we have changed our file structure a little bit internally. Yes." Um, so we may have said this before, but we use Google, Google G Suite, and Google Drive for all of our internal uh, internal files now. And yes, we are totally Googleified. We are like, we drink Google Chinos, the whole thing. Like yeah, uh, Google, Google, Google every day, every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two times on Fridays. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so we recently swapped to uh, the Team Drives. Yes. So anyone who's in the Google sphere knows that there's Google Drive, and then they came out with this enterprise product called team drives and they came out with that a while ago but the problem an initial problem with team drives is it did not work with file stream which meant that you couldn't have a local copy sync or sync excuse me synced copy on your desktop and then within the last six months they released um the feature in file sync to work with team drives so you could have a local desktop copy of your yeah team drives as well um, ah it's super because Google, normal Google Drive is challenging that it, it it split. It's not like a normal network share that like you can share files with somebody, but it ends up in their like random shared with me Ugh. tagged area. Well, 
<clears throat> yeah, and they're just like it, it. There is actually no real file structure in the end. It's just like a pile of files yes. stuffed someplace on some server, right? And there's a bunch of tags, but it doesn't show up in like in your drive. Yeah. It shows up in the shared with the me drive, with and me. then if you select it in there, you can add it to your drive. But then you can actually oddly manipulate the hierarchy in your drive and not have it affect. Other, it's it's bizarre, a little bit. Well, more than a little bit. It's uh-huh. it's bizarre. If you're used to like normal file hierarchies, it's pretty bizarre. So team drives works more like a strict hierarchy, like a normal file share, um, which is and awesome. which is awesome, and it's just yeah. a lot more straightforward. Um, but so we switched to that. But at the same time, we <laughs> so this <laughs> without going down the rabbit hole too 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 far, right? <laughs> like back in circa two thousand. I started saving files used for the design and manufacture of our products and for the running of the business. And fool. And, <laughs> and I have a certain incorrect way of thinking about how files should be stored. And it has been expressed to me just how incorrect I was endlessly. <laughs> so how I... But unfortunately, everyone has had to inherit that because that's just like how it naturally organically grew over the years. And I think about buckets of information differently than humans. So I I often (laughs) everything has been organized by the kind of type of document Mm -hmm. that it is. So it's like drawings. There's like a drawings folder. And then inside drawings, there's like stock products, custom products, blah, 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 blah. And then. Within stock products, there's like the different stock products, et cetera. But then like wiring diagrams that relate to a drawing file are not stored with near the drawing of the product. They're in like a separate draw, uh, you know, product. wiring schedules, uh-huh. subdirectory, et cetera. So you might have like all the files needed to produce a single product would be spread across like six different subdirectories. At- and I mean, just to hop in, I think that, uh, you know, in, in circa 2004, yeah, when there were four products. Yeah. Yeah. Something eight, like that. Six, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Like made a whole lot of sense. Like I, that is totally reasonable. I think the bigger thing that was the difference was that there was one person and one person. Yeah. 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 Right. Even with two people, it didn't really matter. Like no. we could kind of learn it, Yeah. but as it's grown and as our, and the other thing is that early on, like everybody was involved in every phase, mm-hmm. even when there was multiple people, the first few people on the team, like really, you know, we all did sales. We all did product development. We uh-huh. all did shipping. We all did this. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but that has really shown its really rocky edges um, yeah. in recent, specifically in like the last two years, it's been very, very cumbersome. So we're trying to reorganize all the files into, so our first step is to our new team products drive each product has its ID code and it's a little, and it's named with its product name that's tracked in our products database. And then the product IDs for that in the database are part of the folder name. Mm -hmm. And then within that folder, basically you could, the, the concept is now you could take that folder. If you were looking for a Stagehand pro three, if you took that folder out of the team drive, you would have all of the documentation related to that product, the design documentation, the manufacturing documentation, 
the documentation, documentation, like the support documentation, <laughs> the pictures about it, the renderings about it, the, like everything regarding the VFD parameters, the VFD. Well, <laughs> there's also a post-it note next to my desk that has one other parameter. That <laughs> <they need>. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I have two. <laughs> I have I, my favorite parameters. Yeah. My swing line seven four seven. But anyway, so we re, we have we have we are in the middle of still reorganizing all that file. What's kind of funny is that even for a small company with a relatively small number of products, I mean, we have it is a it is stunningly large if you think about. If you've never really tried to think about our products, which is an understandable situation to be in, but like we do have actually a few hundred products. Um, yeah, it is not. It is shocking. I mean, I think this all started to come till this all started to bubble to the surface when we did the first catalog, and we started like, holy, holy cow! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, right? Yep. Um. But anyway, so we've started this reorganization of the uh, the file structure. I mean, just in our in our products, controls, and machinery, we have sixty three. Yeah, not including the archive folder, right? And that's just in the controls and machinery. So that's not yeah, yeah, that's not hardware, nor is it cables. So yeah, yep, because each yeah, anyway, each cable is its own product, et cetera. So. Um, there ends up being a, a fairly high product count. Um, and <laughs> it's about a hundred. It's, it's embarrassing to, to even mention, but like, so we wrote a like roughly 20 page document explaining what the new file hierarchy was. And this is why I really got into automation. If we go back to it, if we go back to the beginning, I was like, I want to get into automation so I can uh, design file hierarchies. You're doing a damn fine job. I am. Yeah. It's my, I'm, I'm achieving my life goals. So <laughs> anyway, so following up that most, uh, the getting out of the file hierarchies, the talk, we did seem to assemble the stagehand parameters. All of them. Yes. Actually. And there is actually, you have a great blog post. It, there is a blog post that was just actually published yesterday. Yeah, uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, which is how to restore your v how to restore your VFD to factory defaults, and then what parameters to put in there. And it's almost certainly probably correct. It is way more correct than any other document that we've had. <laughs> it's the most correct recently. document we've ever created. No, I don't think most, not ever created. I don't think that's a true statement at all. I think that it is the most comprehensive because yeah. it has all of our stagehand, all of our stagehand yeah. AC parameters in there yep. from any generation. Yep. Um, and Which is an awesome tool. Like that is, is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Like, holy crap, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. And now I can, without having to dig through the depths of our file structure, easily point anybody who is still using a stagehand with a Durapulse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, go with right. God. Right. right here. Well, and I mean, like, and you know, hats off to you. I think you're one of the early adopters. So. No, it's great. And, yeah. you know, having that, I mean, just having all of that information in one place at our fingertips about how to, how to address this and identify this is a big deal, I yeah. think. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so check out the blog and see where it is. And there's a link in there to the actual Google Doc as well. So you can 
check out the Google Doc instead of reading it on a blog post. And it's a uh, Christmas Carol season. Oh. It deck the halls. So. <laughs> deck the halls with position faults. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible. I just made that up right now. Um, the um, <laughs> I think yeah, it's good. It's catchy. Yeah. It's uh, it is it is a uh, it is definitely Christmas Carol season. You mentioned this on the last podcast, Christmas Carol season. So last time it was FX is getting bricked, but this time, oh, oh, we're still having some FX challenges. Oh, uh, yeah, we're getting some like you know vintage um, stage hands with you know just random, random challenges, faults not working correctly. You, you had some firsthand experience with that yourself. Um, what was that? What's first? Oh, shit, I forgot. What was it? Oh my god! I did this like twenty minutes ago. I I clearly blocked it out. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and so it is. It is a, it is a challenge to be able to actually answer these questions and answer them successfully and truthfully to you know somebody who's like in the weeds in the moment of like, oh my god, what is happening? Um, but you know. Oof. Well, God, yeah, Christmas is coming, and this is all going to be over. Well, yeah, you mentioned vintage, <laughs> but I mean, there there really is in it for understandably for folks on the other side of the fence. Yeah, uh, it would be maybe unclear, but the internally we have some pretty big dividing lines of product categories, and so there is what we consider to be the classic quote unquote stagehands, which are the. Um, original stagehand cards and those go from like stagehand v1 to 1.7 hardware versions Uh of cards um that like kind of are roughly five inches by six inches i believe um five inches wide six inches tall uh with uh backlit lcd screens Uh on them and those things um, sit inside of stagehand DCs, stagehand ACs with Durapulses, the first generation of stagehand ACs with Mitsubishi products, stagehand Mini, mini ori- the original stagehand Minis, uh-huh. single access Minis. Um, and that is like a whole separate like class of product to our what our current we, our current line. Yeah. So we don't we don't we have not made those cards in production. <laughs> for a while i mean uh i should have that number on my head so, off the top of my head but it's like three years uh-huh yeah something close to that now yeah yeah um and so actually in the shop we have vanishingly few uh-huh um, and of certain products we have absolutely zero so like we don't have an old stagehand mini lying around we have Here. zero stagehand no. dcs yeah. we don't like we uh, have a we have one stagehand DC. Do we uh, really? DC Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. No, yeah. of course you're right. Yeah, and then the, yeah. and then we have a few of the stagehand ACs with the Mitsubishi drives and them. No Durapulse drives. We haven't yeah. had those in long, long time. Um, I'm crying and, on the inside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and and oddly to me, right, as the guy who like still thinks of that as being kind of the stagehand. Um, we have most of our staff has never actually interacted yeah. with those uh, yeah. on a on a 
intimate level at all, or maybe ever, like not even touch them. Uh, yeah. Like when Jess and I went down to Long Wharf, she's like, what the hell is that thing? I'm like, that's a product of ours. <laughs> we made that. <laughs> we, we made that thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, at, like, and you brought up Long Wharf. Like, Jess uh-huh. and I went down to Long Wharf because they were having trouble with a stagehand mini, an old stagehand mini. And, yeah, and, and that's uh, a single axis. Yep. Single axis controller. Right. With a pass-through uh, e-stop contactor. And they had a their own, like, SEW movie drive cabinet and some um, some questionable uh, encoder wiring. Um, uh, just, like, I mean, it, it, there was two problems. One was that, like, one of the cables didn't have twisted pair. The yeah. other one um, was just... This I I can't say for certain that the soldering was bad, but it was suspicious. Like it mm. was it the opening it up. I was like, we got to cut this apart and re, redo it because it, it is just ripe for failure. I don't know that it's wrong, but I know that well, I know it's wrong. I don't know that it's causing a problem. Right. Let me rephrase yeah. that. Right. Like I I know it's bad, but I don't know that it's uh, critical. Um, uh, but in the end, we just swapped out the stagehand yeah. with this, you know, we swapped out their movie drive plus stagehand mini with a stagehand classic and like everything worked. So we're yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> we're good. It's, yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's functioning. We're not going to dig deeper because like, it's not worth it, but yeah, but it does, it, it really is a challenge, right? I mean, it, not like it sounds kind of haughty to say it like, cause I, I don't want to. I mean, we certainly appreciate all of the customers that have our older products because they helped us, you know, they, they have built the company, yeah. literally, you know, uh, with their support. Um, but it, it is a challenge to support products that are now getting on to uh, 10 to 15 years old, you know, and we have mm-hmm. kind of the product lines have evolved and stuff. Um, and some of the older products are just... Um, well, they're just harder to support. I mean, that's yeah. pl- the, the end result is that they're just harder to support yeah. because people don't here don't know them as well, and we don't have them at the ready as well. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, trying to plug them in to recreate the problem. They don't, yeah, and yeah. they don't have all the same features yeah. that the new ones have. They don't have all the same communication yeah. capabilities with Spike Mark, and they're just, yeah. you know, it's like if you were rocking a computer f- from fifteen years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. what what computer did you have fifteen years ago? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I had a Power Mac 7600 that I'd upgraded with a, uh, I think I'd upgraded with a Power PC G4 card or something. Like I had a, I had a Sony Vio laptop that was the size oh. of a skateboard. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And so it's like you think of uh-huh. trying to take the that that level of technology forward, you know. It's it has similar challenges. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll still work, but it's a little creepy, creakier around the edges. It's uh, not not everything is going to work as swimmingly as the new stuff. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's yeah, it's just been you know this has been I feel like a it has been a challenge of chasing down the cha- chasing down the issues and trying to uh, trying to get them you know trying to get out of the weeds with those problems is you know is a hard is it is tough it is tough on both sides i'm you know i've been on the side of trying to find those problems as well as the side of trying to answer what is actually going on um so yeah it's just 
Well, because nothing makes you guys happy. I mean, you and Rana and everybody and Steve on the support side happier than like actually being able to solve the problem in an efficient manner. That is yeah. what you would like to be able to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is certainly much more, you know, it is it is more rewarding. <laughs> right. Rather than like, <laughs> oh, that didn't work either. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, have you pre-stored the VFG Did you check Rada's downloads folder? <laughs> yeah, did you check Rada's downloads folder for that post-it note that he took a picture of and then threw away? It's got to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that was all. You know, it's a Christmas carol season, which generally just means that people are dusting off the old gear. Right, right, right. Because it's like, this is the, if you don't do a lot of automation or if you have some sp- effects that only get trotted out once yeah. a year this is that yeah, time this is that time right yeah. marley has to come up <clears throat> yeah the bed has to spin around yeah. but yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um and then uh lastly you've got a a follow-up to last week's or last podcast's call yeah. out for so the support team yeah so you know we kind of like uh, we kind of took a you know a half-ass swipe at it but you know we are actually really looking for somebody to join to join the team ultimately here on the support side um, and ultimately here in Rhode Island because the role is support, but also being in the shop to, to dig in there and to get, you know, get the equipment prepped and take it out on the road as, as needed. Um, and that, that is a little contradictory to what we said last time where we yeah. said like, it could be remote. It could not be remote. And that while we're still entertaining the idea potentially of remote, we have come to, some right your can your conviction has shifted a little bit that like eh, in Rhode Island would actually be superior in Rhode Island would certainly be superior but I also it also became pretty clear after the last podcast that I I was not we were not definitive enough about what that actually what we're really looking for and how we need to go about and you know for um so so I think, you know, that is the the ultimate. I just want to clarify that. You know, if you are actually looking for a job and you have some experience and background with our equipment specifically um, and, or, and or any other automation systems um, and, you know, do you not like sitting in tech very often? <laughs> May I interest you in calling us? Because... <laughs> I got to tell you, one of the greatest career moves that I made was not having to sit in tech every <laughs> eight weeks. Um, uh, but, you know, all joking aside, it's, uh, you know, this is something we're looking for. Yeah. So and it's a Rhode Island based support, su- primarily support with uh, additional with additional roles as, you know, as required, whether it's design side or prep and, you know, equipment prep and assembly testing um taking taking jobs out on the road or going out as we get calls for support technicians yeah so on-site support so yeah. there's a, a fairly large travel component potentially to it as well like yeah which and by that we mean like one to two trips per month is that accurate? yeah i think that's about accurate and most of them are pretty short pretty short term like couple days right. at a time um but something that you you would need to be ready to you'd be need to be okay that like if we say you have to go on a Wednesday this week and then in two weeks you got to go on a Friday. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of it is, you know, is not like, Hey, you should pack your bag because you're going to get on an airplane right now. Not Um, unless it's Thanksgiving. Right. (laughs) But even that we had like three days. That's Um, the, uh, but you know, it's rare where it's uh, where it is that, where is that short notice? It is rare. Um, Yep. 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 
And, um, you know, so and and on the other side of that, you know, we were just talking internally how we had last year we had run into some challenges with Christmas shows who had rented equipment or owned equipment of ours. And we were trying to support and make those shows happen and get everything together. Um, and we took a better swing at doing some in-shop training. Yeah. This year. And I think we mentioned that in the last one. We did. Yep. Um, we talked about that. Yeah. You know, and, and I just like... <clears throat> knocked on wood here but um we have uh we have i think so far only received uh two calls from uh from either of those two shows which last year was significantly different (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i think rada was gone for a month between two (laughs) of them and um and you got in the in the truck and drove Mm. out to western mass that's right yeah meet them and and help with some trouble so um yeah you know, I think the just kind of rolling into this support component, you know, this is in-shop training is also something we're trying to accomplish to make it make it a make it a smoother experience for folks who are who are using the gear. And then to to reiterate like what you're you know, the in-shop is maybe not 100% like not necessarily 100% non-negotiable, <laughs> but we have found that over time that it is super valuable to to be able to put your hands immediately on gear. If you're Mm -hmm. trying to offer support to the customer, like being able to walk out into the shop, grab a piece of equipment and set it up. Yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the number of times that Rada has grabbed a stagehand that I don't have in front of me. Right. Cause you're remote. You're in New York. I am. Yeah. I am remote and I have, I have, I have one stagehand currently. Yeah. Um, which is excellent. Um, but you know, the, having the rest of it, having the rest of those resources here is pretty awesome. Um, And then also being able to, as quickly as possible, determine that we just need to send you another piece of equipment. Right. And get it out the door. And facilitate that. Yeah, yeah. And like grab it, poke Brian, be like, hey, I need a shipping label for this (laughs) thing to go out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have Brian call me on the phone. Yell yell at me. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and then find somebody to drive it to the FedEx because we missed our last pickup. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not that that has happened. Not like that last that happens week. every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've only yeah. driven like since since 2016, I think I've only driven down to the airport once. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, I think there have been two other. Uh, there have been several other times that we have sent people to the airport. Yeah, but it hasn't been me. It hasn't so been okay. you, which is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that was the point. You do that every night if it's not me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if you're really actually looking for a job, if you're looking, if you're interested in the idea and talking to us about what it is, if you're, you know, um, you should drop us an email. Uh, you can drop us an email at careers at creativeconners.com. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, do keep us in mind uh, for sure. That's uh, it's a it's a gap we need to fill. So yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and then I think that's it. So thanks to everyone for joining in. It's uh, we we filled up our time nicely <laughs> tonight. It's almost an hour and twenty minutes. So um, we will see you maybe in a month, maybe in two, maybe in three. Who knows? Don't ask. It's all for free. Shut up. Um, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Happy New Year. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you next time.